Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. This episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess is sponsored by the children's book, Feathers Matter. As our kids grow up, They face challenges in their life, and knowing their self-worth and their value is crucial to face the headwinds. Purchase this beautiful story to read to your kids and grandkids and start the conversation with them at a young age. They are worthy, they matter, and their feathers matter. You can find the link to order on our BlendedBlessedAlwaysAMess.com page. Mention code hashtag blessed for an autographed copy. Welcome to this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where, as we mentioned a couple weeks back, we have started to also video these as we audio record them. And uh, we haven't haven't dropped an entire episode on YouTube, but we have, you might have noticed if you follow us on TikTok or socials, some just small clips of us. And we've been upstairs in our living room, but this morning we decided to change location. Yeah, better better lighting probably, so you don't look so pale. <laughs> Thank like you. This. I don't look as pale this morning. Thank you. But we also have a wall in our basement that's full of canvases of Hallie, so felt like that's a better visual background for sure, since she's the topic every time. I feel like. Well, I mean, she's developed so much growth in all of us because she's better than everyone. Yeah, totally. And on that note, she is. We even got tattoos this week. Yeah. Holding mine up to the video. Um, (laughs) So if you want to see it, it was Angie's idea that as we come into this week, that will bring us up to a year since she gained her angel wings, that uh, her and I go get tattoos where Hallie liked to get her tattoos. So what did you get? I got her signature, just her name, Hallie, on my wrist. And I I love it. It's beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. And then I got on my left forearm... Uh, a feather, because Hallie loved feathers with her name. feathers matter. Feathers matter with her signature, Hallie, in the middle of the feather. So I tried to just, I knew this week was going to be extremely difficult, so try to sprinkle in goodness. I did an interview with Inside Columbia Magazine on Monday, so I'm excited about that coming out in January. She is going to be the featured author in the January-February edition yeah. of Inside Columbia Magazine, talking so, about Feathers Matter. That's yeah, super very cool. Excited. And then the tattoos and just trying to really fill my soul up a little bit as we prepare for reliving every moment that we went through leading up to losing her. So I'd say that's the beauty, but also the pain of having social media is that you get all the memories that mm. pop up from a year ago this no. time and you see them and you're like, like Lexi had got one that was like, this, this is the last time I saw her. Was it D Rose a year ago on this? Yeah. Night? Monday was tough for her. I mean, everyone's, everyone has their own moments that matter and Monday was tough for her because it was the last time that she saw Hallie was at D Rose and you know we popped up on our memory that Wrights was the 21st I think we had went to Chase's wrestling match meet Mm -hmm. we went to Chase's wrestling meet and it was like 
an epic match that he had. Best match he ever had. I mean, you talk about adrenaline rush. He went three full rounds, mm-hmm. and finally the like last second pinned this guy and won it. And the guy was tough. He was good. And we were like insane, losing our mind. Like it was. Hallie so was so proud of her brother. Oh my gosh, it was like so amazing, and it was that summer. Hallie, myself, and Eric drove to Eldon to this meet, and then coming back, Hallie's like, "We gotta stop and get ice cream." So we stopped. Twist my arm. Right. Yeah. Really had she to. She knew how to work that. Really had to beg him to stop. Rick, let's get ice cream, as she would call me. And we just, we had such a great night. It was so much fun. And driving back. I remember driving <laughs> yeah, back. I totally remember driving back. <laughs> two things. We did two things on the drive back. <laughs> she got started playing Saturday Night Live with the alien abductions, which they're so appropriate. But if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you have to go to YouTube and just just search Saturday Night Live alien abductions. And we just died (laughs) laughing the whole way home watching these because they are so stupid and funny at the same time. And then when we got through with those, then they, her and Summer turned on the soundtrack to Frozen, and oh, they yeah. sang every word of the Frozen songs together. And so, yeah, no, I remember it but vividly. we took the pic- Okay, here's the thing why I'm so adamant about taking pictures. I don't know if that would have been so top of mind for us if we hadn't taken the picture when we stopped to get ice cream. I don't know if we would have remembered that. And also... Hallie and Summer took a selfie, and that was their last selfie together. So you're just not promised tomorrow. So it's Thanksgiving right now. If you... Literally recording this on Thanksgiving morning. I get it. Like, there's so many people that don't like to have their picture taken. Take the damn picture anyway. It does not matter. You're capturing moments that you are going to look back on and be like, oh, I remember that. Because... I imagine most of you can relate to me. I feel like I have Alzheimer's. Like, I can't remember shit. I cannot remember so many things. And I think when you have so much going on in your lives and you're overwhelmed with fight or flight and grief and all the emotions and everything's running kids, like, it's hard to retain so much. So those memories that pop up are so key to be able to feel grateful for those moments, even even when it's hard. And this is a hard season for us. We're... Leaning into everything that we did last year, and it's gut wrenching, it's heartbreaking, it's so crushing. Like, you, it's all the words. But I also want to show you that even amidst all of the tragedy and the hard times that we're facing and this dark world that we're all living in, you can still be grateful. There are still so many things to be grateful for. And having that perspective is game changing. And I just want to walk through that today with you guys, because if you're struggling, because holidays are hard, like I think you imagine in your mind, oh, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. Like most of the time it sucks for people. It's hard because there's family challenges, there's kid dynamics, there's sadness, there's breakups, there's financial worries, like the list can go on and on, but if you can at least try to have the mindset of being grateful, it eases that, right? It pulls you back into the present moment instead of worrying about the future or stressing about the past. I think that's true. And I have seen you over the course of the year find that gratitude that goes with this. It's one of the things that immediately initially drew me to Angie when I first met her was the positive outlook she had on life and how grateful she was for things and how thankful she was in situations and how she made other people grateful and thankful, all those fun things. So if you don't believe her, 
She is set to prove you wrong today. I've done some research, She's people. researched it. She's ready to roll. Well, there's so many studies out there that have shown this. Harvard just did one recently. Harvard? What's that? About how giving thanks makes you happier and how the holidays are hard. So, okay, it's Thanksgiving. You know, you could chew it one time a year, but that's really not the point. The point is that you get to into a habit of doing it on a regular basis. So they did the study and pulled these people together and had them write down for a series of a month or so, everything they're grateful for. The other group did everything, you know, that they was negative in their life. And then the third group didn't do anything really. And they're not the only ones that have done this study. So many organizations have, but obviously you guys know the answer. The group that wrote down everything that they were thankful for, grateful for on a regular basis are happier. That doesn't mean things don't suck. So not painting that picture, not painting that there's sadness and depression and anxiety, but a way to combat that is to practice gratitude. Because what the study found was that there is truly, the the holidays can bring on a lot of stress on to people. They they struggle with depression due to loss of family. And I remember when my, my dad died almost 16 years ago now, it changed the holidays because he was such a holiday guy. He loved Thanksgiving. He celebrated Christmas with such fervor and joy. He decorated or he dressed as Santa Claus for 25 years in our hometown and he loved to help children that were in need. And so it made those holidays tough for a while. And when you don't have the tools in your tool belt to actually practice gratitude, it makes it so that you just see the holidays as a negative when really what Angie just said is, yeah, it can still suck, but if you find the the graciousness in it and the gratitude that goes with that, then all of a sudden it can turn into a positive for other people and for yourself. You can still mourn the loss of your loved ones while still celebrating the holidays with those that you're with. Right. And it's, it's so simple in a lot of ways, like even just being able to express gratitude to your partner improves relationships and improves the, just the overall um, positive feeling. I'm grateful for you. He's looking at me like, what are you going to say no, about I'm me? I'm listening <laughs> to you. I am listening. Or even just think about like in your work environment, someone just simple things say, hey, thank you. I appreciate you. Like think about how that like makes you feel, makes you feel good, but also makes you the person that's saying thank you feel good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that things aren't going to be hard, but it improves your overall just well-being and your outlook on life. And then I would say that that gratitude also pulls you out of the "woe is me" that so many of us have can fall into. And for me personally, I had fallen into for the last several months. And so I do see where gratitude can change things. Over the last week since we recorded, aired our last podcast. I've worked really hard on on gratitude, having hard conversations, not only with my wife, but with friends, our small group at church. And I can feel where the gratitude comes in, where all of a sudden I'm, I'm not so woe is me. I don't feel so down in the dumps. I feel more like I can function. I can still mourn and miss Hallie and miss the life we have, but all of a sudden start to find gratitude in other things and what we still do have and can rebuild. And so, you know, you can, the gratitude starts to work rather quickly when you can go, okay, I am grateful. I have things to be thankful for. Yeah. Um, not only that, but to the point where Angie has challenged me today to find things because we try to do a, <laughs> we did try to do a podcast on gratitude probably six weeks ago, maybe eight, six, eight weeks ago. I was like, I can't. 
I'm not gra- I'm not grateful for any of this. Well, even Sunday night we had our small group, and when we were rapping, we went around and said what we are grateful for. And I felt like even in that scenario, you struggled to kind of come up with what you're grateful for. And and my answer it was, I'm grateful to be here. Like I'm grateful that I'm sitting here almost a year later after having the most soul-sucking, heart-wrenching loss of my entire life. And I'm here and I'm still doing things and I'm grateful for my relationship with God. And there's just so many things. I think if you can pause and really think about the positive aspect of it and not the suck aspect of it, it's it's just like what we talked about last week. Which wolf are you going to feed? And gratitude Huge. falls into that same. You can you can switch the wolf personalities however you want. You know, light, dark, positive, negative. It's whatever you choose to feed. Yeah, and so, but I would say you can change really quickly when you start to feed yeah. that positive dog. I just say positive dog because I read a book on it once. But it, it is really possible. And, and just to kind of wrap the article from Harvard, they did give you some ways to cultivate gratitude on a regular basis. I'm just going to share with you what those are so that if you are looking for something, if you're like me and you actually need a roadmap, um, what I've learned is that I'm not actually good at coming up with my own roadmap. But if you give me different ideas of what I could do, okay, now I can I can find a path. I can follow a path. Like I'm one of those guys, if I get a box of furniture, if I just looked at it, I could never put it together. But when I follow the instructions step by step, I can knock some things out. And kind of my, my life is that way too. Like in my job, when I know what I'm supposed to do, I can follow the steps and dominate. But I'm not, a, I'm not like Elon Musk who can just envision yeah. something and make it happen. That's not for me. So if you're if you're like me, some of the, the ways you could practice gratitude, write a thank you note to someone. Really hard for you to be in a bad mood when you're writing how thankful you are to someone else. Thank someone mentally. So you're not writing it. You're just mentally doing it. Uh, for me, that one didn't work because I felt like I'm not really doing anything. I, I mean, when you say in your mind, it's, it's like... Train, eh. It's just training your mind to be more focused on that. Got it. Keep a gratitude journal, which I think is helpful for many people. If you're already journaling, just say what you're grateful for. Count your blessings, which I tie into my, one of my favorite authors is John Gordon. He writes the power of a positive team, the energy bus. He's the one that writes about the feeding your positive dog. And he takes, he started probably 20 years ago. He said light changed his life, taking 30 minute gratitude walks a day. And he started walking and just during those walks, just continuously thinking about things that he's grateful for. And Monday morning, I got a newsletter from John, like I do every Monday morning, and I started reading it, and it was about his Thanksgiving and his gratitude walks. And, you know, I'd already started talking about this with Angie and my small group. And so that ties in well. And then met, uh, praying, which I do pray a lot, but it's kind of changing your prayers from kind of what Angie and I have talked about a lot over the last week from God, help me have this or do this or I want this to, you know, as Angie has been praying, God, just lead me today. Just help me get through the day, lead me, help me to love others, serve others. And that's worked really well for her. And that's really been better for me. I've tried to do that this week and I like that. And then finally meditate, which I had kind of started to do a couple of months ago and talking to my pastor, Dave Cover at the crossing, we had had lunch and he said, Hey, I've got this podcast. It's called a bigger life. I'll just give a shout out to his podcast, a bigger life. It's on Christian meditation. And I've listened to three or four of them in the last week. What happens with those is they are very good. 
And I'm either figuring out how to meditate where I'm I'm kind of like leveling off where I'm almost asleep, not asleep, or I'm just passing out, Dave. Just you know, like sometimes you're just putting me to it sleep and it's amazing. Good. And I like wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I passed out in the middle of the meditation. So, but it is very calming and it's messaging I like so much because we've talked about it so much with Hallie over the last year is that we really aren't a body. This is just our earthly being. We're a soul and we're just, we're, we're God's soul and we're encompassed in a body that he's given us. But eventually we're all going to die and we're all, our souls are going to go back to be with the Lord. And so Dave talks a lot about that in the meditations. Again, a bigger life. You could find it, Apple, Spotify, whatever. But And they're really uh, anywhere from like 13 to 20 minutes. They're not long at all. If you just want to meditate over your lunch break or whatever, I really like those. So those are some practical applications. Do you want to get to the meat and potatoes of the today's yes. podcast? So, See what I did there on Thanksgiving? Yeah, the yeah. turkey and potatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. Boom. Um, get it. Taps or whatever they call it. So I wanted to walk through what we're grateful for. Just to show you that even in the depths of grief and losing our daughter, that we can find a lot of things to be grateful for. So for me, the first and foremost thing that I'm grateful for every freaking day is I'm blessed to have such an army of support around me. Whether it's Eric, who has been the rock through this whole thing and just every day fighting to show up, trying to do as much as he can, always willing to adapt, adjust. I mean, there's, it's been such a hard journey and neither one of us know what we're doing, but we're both growth mindset. So we have the capability to adjust based on what the other person needs. I have such a strong network of mamas now. That's just been phenomenal. I don't, I never would have asked for this, right? But like, there's so many beautiful mamas out there that are all hurting and just being able to connect with, with other moms has been such, I'm just so, I'm so grateful for them. And my family has been so insanely supportive. Um, my sisters, my mom, I mean, they're making these Halle Bears for other families that have lost their loved ones. I mean, just there's so much beauty and them all coming together and rallying. And just this morning, my sister Jess sent me a video with the song, I'll Remember You, and she's making a cheesecake that Hallie always made. And it's just like, I mean, it just made me cry my eyes out because it's so powerful to know that people are there for you when you need them and they're keeping her memory alive and extended family, the company I work for, just so many amazing people that continue to reach out. And there's just, there's no way I can name them all, but that's probably the number one thing that I'm most grateful for is when there's darkness, there's so much more light out there that overpowers it, even when you don't really initially believe it. And then you just keep seeing it and keep seeing it. And that has just been beautiful. I mean, I don't have any other words for it. I'm just grateful that God shown me all these people in my life when it's been so extremely difficult. Yeah. 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 I see all the time people showing up for you and, but also you showing up for people in your grief. It's oh it's gosh. a beautiful, painful, had, beautiful thing to see. I had this lady, sweet, sweet mom of two beautiful boys end up mailing me a note and saying, I don't know if you realize this, but my son, Benny was born the day Hallie passed. And I know they crossed paths with each other as one was coming into the world and the other one was leaving. 
And then he was baptized on the day we had her rodeo. And like, so there's like wow. these date connections with each other. And then she sent me this medal about fear not. I'm always with you. And just the intention behind it, knowing that this is, she's going to be celebrating a birthday and we're celebrating Hallie's life for what it was and the time we had with her. Little moments like that. When I receive stuff like that, I'm so grateful. What about you? Well, I actually just this morning was reading my devotional and I have felt that this last week as I've been trying to pull myself out of the throes and surrounded by so many great people that God has spoken to me so many days, whether that's through the Bible or my devotional. And just this morning, the devotional was talking about how, you know, God could have at any point prevented Adam and Eve from sin and bringing all this to the world. But instead, God gave us the opportunity to see what kind of things can happen in the world and to rely on him even more. So, so many times over this last year, I have just been so angry, right? And like we talked about last week, first six, seven months, I did okay, but I was just blocking everything down. Mm -hmm. Like Carter would say, put all your feelings down deep, get through it. When the feelings started to come out, everything started to go poorly for me. And I could, I could feel myself like I, I, I was mad about everything and we have a good life. And I was angry about everything because it wasn't the life that we had. And what the devotional today is just saying, and that I've been really practicing this week, is that God is using this so that I can see even more his goodness, his grace, how relying on a savior will allow me to then serve other people and to spread his message in the world. And it it goes back to something that you had written down, which is so true, is the butterfly. We have to fight our way out of the cocoon to build strength in our wings to fly. And if we would be helped out of the cocoon, then the butterfly would die because they wouldn't have the strength built up. And so this season of grief, as I've watched you spread your wings and fly, write the book Feathers Matter, which again, it's kind of like the butterfly mm-hmm. example. Yeah, it totally is. And, and for me to go, okay, God loves me. He brings me into this. He walks through the season of grief with me, with my family, with my friends. And just to re kind of open my eyes to your family's actually getting stronger. It still hurts, but your family's actually getting stronger and you get to choose to be a part of that. And so just to start to open my eyes again and see that is something I'm really grateful for. Yeah. I love the butterfly analogy because I didn't really realize that, that they have to really fight their way out of the cocoon, that their wings are really full of like this gooey stuff. And so they have to constantly be flapping them inside the cocoon. And that's what builds up their wings to then get the strength to fly. And if you would help the butterfly out, it would not be able to fly. You die. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's so like tied into feathers matter, but it's just a life analogy. And that's also why I want kiddos to get that message across in that book is like, It is going to be hard, but that's where you learn. That's how you get your experience. That's how you get your strength to keep moving forward, that it's actually a beautiful thing. But man, it's hard to, it's hard to recognize that when you're in the depths of it. But that's why if you have that foundation, if you have that foundation of gratitude early on, then when the challenges come, you can, you can navigate it a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, what do you got next? So next for me is I'm just super grateful that God has pulled me closer to him. He he has sent me so many signs and messages and have a clear kind of path forward. And I'm 
grateful that I've learned to be able to let go and trust him. He's answered prayers and not some of the ones that we wanted, but I still really believe that God saved her, saved Hallie. He protected her. So I'm grateful too that God loves Hallie and enough to pull her closer to him. And I mean, I did not have this faith in this viewpoint a couple years ago. No, I mean, I, I didn't. You, you didn't. No. Nope. I would never even say those words out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I I believe it, and I'm just I'm grateful for that because I don't know I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that. Yeah. I'm super grateful, especially this week. I was so try to be vulnerable last week and share with you the struggles that I was having, and that included you know drinking too many beers and. Uh, and I've had so many people reach out to me that I've known forever that have gone through some of the same struggles. Also, just a reiteration of, of friends that maybe I haven't talked to in a while. Also, my small group and the way they, they you know, as Angie's mentioned over the years, I, when she met me, I had this army of people. And, and I really didn't rely on them too much because I didn't want them to think that I was the kid that was messing up or making a mistake again. I've done enough of that that they've lifted me up through. And so just to be able to share with people and to see you reach out. Last night, we had a Friendsgiving in that one of our friends was talking about someone and she said, you know, have you ever known an alcoholic that could have a deep conversation? Cause they just don't have those thoughts. Like they just, they drink so much. They don't have the thoughts. And in my mind, what I was thinking was, or in my, my space, the last couple of months, opposite view, somebody that's thinking so much, so deeply about how to fix and make things better and to fix everything that you just have to drink so you can stop thinking. And that was where I was taking myself. Like I was thinking so much, my mind felt like it was going to explode and I needed it to shut off. And so just to be able to have those conversations with friends over the last week and to feel like I was lifted up and supported by so many people and have not had to drink. And it's been, uh, it's been uh, a great Great week to be thankful and grateful for those people in my life. And again, it's a it's a scenario where when you do rely on other people and reach out, you'll find that so often those people are in the same spots that you are. And it can be a, a nice place to meet and to grow in Christ with those folks. Yeah. That blow your mind? Awesome. Yeah, that was really yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see that. I mean, I you are a deep thinker and you carry a lot and feel like you're the one that's responsible for it all. And I could, I could totally see that. As I have said, like, I just want, I try so hard Yeah, for you, do. you and these, this family. And it's got to a point where I was trying so hard. My mind felt like it was just going to blow up. I, I mean, I had a cartoon that was just like, I needed it to stop thinking all the time. I never so thought bad. I would be in a situation where I would tell my spouse that they need to stop trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would think that is an extreme problem? Like, dude, you have to take a little bit of a break. You're trying so hard. I'm grateful that I had Hallie for 20 years. Uh, yes, I could really sit in the suck and be like, I have to live the rest of my life without her, which I do often. I That breaks my heart so much. It breaks my heart for all the kids, especially Summer, because I'm an older sister and I feel like they were just getting started on their journey. But all the kids really, so I could sit there and be like, I'm I'm just angry, right? That we don't have her. But on the flip side, if you look through the gratitude lens, I'm grateful that I had her for 20 years, was gifted with a beautiful child that lived life. And I was able to provide for her and experience so many beautiful things with her and watch her grow. 
to 20 at least because there's so many mamas out there that they've had to let their babies go and, or maybe can't have kids. And I'm just, oh gosh, I'm so grateful that I was asked to be Hallie's mom. And I'm also grateful that I was able to crawl in bed with her. There's also so many mamas that have lost their kiddos and never got that chance to say goodbye or squeeze them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you should cry. So. I remember. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's going to be a hard week. And, and I'm grateful that we had those 48 hours, even though she wasn't physically with us. I believe she was like above us oh, watching she totally us. Right? Was. She was just watching us. But just, I will never, ever, 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 ever forget having my arms wrapped around her in that bed and what that felt like. Like I just imprinted that on my brain so I would never forget. But, but there's so many mamas that don't even get that. So I'm grateful that I have that. And just piggybacking off of that, I have been so angry this year that I don't have Hallie anymore. And I'm just uh, trying to pivot to that. I'm grateful for the three and a half years that she was a part of my life. You know, when Hallie and I met, she was very clear that she was almost 18 and she didn't need a father. And she didn't need another father. She didn't need another father. And over the course of COVID, we started to really develop a relationship, which was only like six months later. And then as we got married, our relationship would grow. But I, I guess I'm most thankful that she ended up coming to Mizzou and she was so close to our home and she worked at IDEC so close to our home because she would pop in all the time and, and I would be able to take her to lunch every couple of months and I would be able to go to Black and Gold with her and her roommate, Sydney, on Wednesday nights from time to time and develop a relationship. And, and just in the couple of weeks before she passed, she was laying in her old bedroom and I was in speaking to her about how much our relationship could grow over the next 50 years and I felt like that we, we just, the last, especially six months of her life, our relationship was going such great places from conversations. And she became my cuddler, my cuddly kid. She wanted to cuddle on the couch when she was here and, and have some great pictures of that. And so grateful for those years because I know she was better than everyone and she is making me better because of that. And she'll always be my, be my kiddo. Yeah. I think the last thing I really want to kind of hone in on is. I'm so grateful that God has shown us so much good in the world. I kind of already alluded to that too with the people, but if you focus on the darkness and that's the only thing that you're going to see in the past year, there has been so much of that, right? But there is goodness out there. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that on almost a daily basis, whether it's messages from people or just different things that have happened in, in life or paths of people that we have crossed that have just been so good for the soul. And that has been such a blessing to just see most people all have the same wants and needs. You know what I mean? I think when you go inward, when you're struggling, you lose that connection with other people. And most people are good in the world. They really are. I mean, I say that all the time. You say that all the time. Yeah. Like you travel all over. And I think unless you really get out there and travel and meet a lot of people, you have a jaded view of the world. Like it's all bad. It's all corrupt. And it's like, it's really not. There's a lot of amazing people out there. Because I have a tendency to go inward when I'm struggling. I just do. Like I just want to go to that quiet spot. But allowing people to help you fly you know, it's another reason why I put that in feathers matter. Like that can lift you up and help you gain strength. 
and I said a Sunday with a lot of Christians, a lot of good non-Christians too. I don't want to say, I don't want to specify either way. It would be, I would actually be a bad Christian if I said that. It's people. So I apologize. Yeah. I do want to apologize. I would just wrap it up with the way you started is that I am super grateful for my family and just realizing that I do get to enjoy this family that I have every day. That's not, tomorrow's not promised. So grateful to watch Angie, as I started to say earlier in the podcast, one of the things that drew me to her was her positivity, how kind she was to everyone. And it continues to be that to watch her be grateful in a season of suffering. And when we, when this started, the suffering was, was really hard, probably several months without much gratitude. When you think, I mean, I don't, you were, you cry, you were in bed a lot, you cried, you barely got through I days. Just, right. Like I wouldn't say I was ungrateful, but the emotions of loss was so overpowering that. I didn't have space to really focus on what I'm grateful for. And I've seen her, especially over the last several months, become more grateful even for little things. Mm -hmm. And and that turn in her helps me to find ways to be more grateful. So I'm super grateful for you, the example that you set for me, for our kids, for friends that are going through trouble, for moms that have lost other kids, watching you do that and take those buckets of water back into the fire. Grateful for that. Grateful for my kids uh, here on earth. Grateful for Hallie and grateful for a great Great group of coworkers who earlier this week at our Thanksgiving potluck, I, you know, we were going around the room saying we were grateful for. And, you know, they showed up for me last year when we went through this time with helping me get my work done when I wasn't there, helping me, helping to, to give us money to help get Phoenix going. I mean, all kinds of different things that they were able to reach out and do. And so our church, our church has been fantastic over the last year. So. Really grateful for everyone and, and figuring that out, that it's every day is not promised. Let's find things to be grateful for and and not get spun up on the little things that really don't matter. They don't matter. Yeah. If you are struggling this season, especially during the holidays, I just encourage you to sit down and spend a little bit of time thinking and writing down at least five things that you're grateful for. And I, you might think, oh, I can't think of anything. I bet you can. I bet you can find it. And the reason why everybody says to write it down is because then it gets your mind focused on the positivity. And if you do it on a regular basis, then it changes your whole mindset. And then you're looking, instead of being reflective on gratitude, then you're seeing gratitude live. Like when it happens, you're more present, you're more involved because you're not, you're not thinking about the future or the, or the past. And so it's more of a regular thing and just changes your overall mood. Yeah. It's really good. So as we wrap today, obviously this holiday season is is new for us and different for us. And so we wanted to pray for all of those who are hurting this holiday season, which to some degree is probably everyone, right? And that you may find things in your life to be grateful for, to help pull you through the holidays. And for even through the pain that you're in, you could find a smile in your tears and maybe new friends and ways to heal broken relationships that God would wrap you in in his arms and hold on to you tightly, strengthen foundation in you so that you can get through this hurting season of life the way you've helped us and continue to help us. And we try to reach out and do the same thing with each other. You don't add anything? No. Amen. <laughs> there you go. I liked it. 
All right. We do hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I'm going to go peel some potatoes. You probably need to get into the shipping department. I'm going to go. I have an appointment in the shipping department. Got a lot of Feathers Matter books. And if you are looking, if you're starting Christmas shopping this weekend, Feathers Matter should be at the top of your list. Find it on Amazon or blendedblessedalwaysamass.com. Guys, we really appreciate you. You are part of our community that lifts us up and helps us through this hard time. We love you. We thank you. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week. 